Uh, there's always about five that nearly everyone makes a mistake on. So the first one would be their homepage. They don't understand how to flow that page and how to actually correctly build that page. Uh, the second one is their product page doesn't have all the information about the product or build trust or have the benefits sometimes if there is benefits for the product. The third one, site navigation. Uh, the more products you have, the more important site navigation is. The fourth one's their checkout. They don't add the logo and their colors into the checkout. So there's a disconnect when someone goes to the checkout. It's completely different to the rest of the website. And the fifth one, and one of the most important, is people don't optimize their site for mobile. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. Today we are talking about Shopify and yeah, e-commerce in general, I'd say. I have a real great specialist with me today. His name is Clayton and he is a Shopify expert since 2019. He achieved over $20 million in extra client revenue generated from website redesigns has over 100 plus five-star reviews, local business finalists in Australia, and he did over 1,500 free website video reviews for his customers. Also special, 1,000 plus page one results on Google for his clients. Hey, Clayton, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm more happy than happy to, to have an expert here talking about Shopify today and about uh, your projects. Clayton, please kindly introduce yourself a bit. So my name is Clayton Bates from Inspire Small Business. We help uh, redesign and build Shopify websites that convert more visitors into paying customers. We've actually generated probably about $40 million now in extra revenue. So I think maybe it was it needs to be updated, the $20 million, It's about $40 million now. And the 1,000-page one results was on wow, one website. Wow, that's great. That's great. That's so, insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we've done a lot of stuff over the years and things like that. We're one of the only registered Shopify experts in Australia. I think there's about 30 in Australia and about 500 in the whole world. So it's pretty cool that we're actually a registered Shopify expert. And why did you go into that e-commerce niche? What inspired you to go on e-commerce? I think I've always had a business mind since I was a kid. So when I was at high school, I went to buy a can of drink and I, the machine was broken. And when I put my money in, seven cans come out and I sold all seven in five minutes. So for like three or four years, I actually sold cans of drink at school, made tens of thousands of dollars doing that. I left school, went and worked for a little bit. And then I seen some trading cards in a news agency or something like that. I loved trading cards as a kid. And I decided to collect them and I thought oh, I could make a business out of this. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I actually made hundreds of thousands of dollars selling trading cards. And then that sort of like when I started that, eBay and stuff were like that was very big. And websites started to come into being very more, a lot more popular. And probably later, the later years, I decided that I was going to try to build my website on Shopify. I tried to do that. I got a lot of quotes from agencies to rebuild my website. What I've learned now that if I actually hired one of those agencies, I probably would have made two or $300,000 extra. 
but I wouldn't be in the position I am now. So everything I learned from that business building the website, I took into this business where I build websites for people now. So I learned a lot. I've, I, I haven't just learned how to build a website. I've actually went out and done it myself and got sales on a shop. And that's cool. And it's well. always the best case learning by doing, making <laughs> try and error. But why Shopify? What makes Shopify so special for you? So I'm definitely very biased when it comes to Shopify because when I was doing research in, I think, 2014, I went to YouTube. I've always been a very big person who tries to find solutions on YouTube. And pretty much everyone on YouTube was saying sort of thing. And that's how I started. I picked Shopify. There was a lot of cheaper platforms that I could have used at the time. But I'm grateful I picked Shopify because what I've realized now is that there is a lot of platforms, there is a lot of cheaper solutions than Shopify, but nearly any problem you could ever run into in e-commerce, Shopify has a solution for. So nearly always, it's the best option if you're in e-commerce. Well, that's what I feel Now like you have anyway. seen a lot of different stores <laughs> already. I mean, over 1,500 reviews that you did. Is there something in general that you'd say, this is typical for typical mistakes that store owners do? Uh, there's always about five that nearly everyone makes a mistake on. So the first one would be their homepage. They don't understand how to flow that page and how to actually correctly build that page. Uh, the second one is their product page doesn't have all the information about the product or build trust or have the benefits sometimes if there is benefits for the product. Most products there is. So they mess that up as well. The third one, site navigation. Uh, the more products you have, the more important site navigation is. The fourth one's their checkout. They don't add the logo and their colors into the checkout. So there's a disconnect when someone goes to the checkout. It's completely different to the rest of the website. That happens a lot. And the fifth one, and one of the most important, is people don't optimize their site for mobile. Most likely, 50 to 90% of your traffic is going to come from mobile phones. So it's very important that you optimize your site for mobile. I think one of the reasons this happens is because a lot of people that build their website themselves they're at their home computer. Most likely, most people are working on their laptop, desktop. They see the website on their laptop and desktop and think that's okay, but they don't actually go check on mobile. That's interesting well. because I think everyone knows already that mobile is the most important traffic, especially in B2C. I'm not talking about B2B. There is still different and we see more navigation on desktops. But for B2C, that's common. Do you, do you think the people are not aware of it? I mean, you said they are working on the laptop and they do not check it, but don't they know it? I've really thought a lot about this. And I think when people are working on their business, they want to sit down and, and see their website look good mm -hmm. on their desktop and stuff like that. And it's like an afterthought. I even worked with someone who had 97% traffic mobile, which is like one of the highest I've seen. And they cared more about what their website looked like on a desktop okay. than it did on mobile, which is like pretty one but i'd say most people understand but still some mm -hmm. people don't understand i think how important and, it and is how, so probably more new people i would say so when you start like working for a company you first check what's going on you do the review you make suggestions how do you measure that you are part of the results of the success that a website has afterwards so yeah, I learn a lot about them. I do the review, get on a call, learn about them, do a lot of research once we've, they've accepted the quote, stuff like that. When we launch the website, there's quite a lot of different things that we measure the success of the website on. 
it's not a hundred percent accurate so that's why it's always like uh it's roughly we've made this amount of money for people but to give you an idea we track so say someone's conversion rate is one percent most of the time before they worked with us and then it goes to three percent we can probably two percent of those conversions are probably because of what we did if the average order value is like a hundred dollars and it goes to two hundred dollars most likely a hundred dollars is like pretty much because of us sort of thing so just for example on one website they were making a million pounds a year and when we rebuilt it they went to a th- uh, three million pounds a year so they made an extra two million pounds but probably a million pounds of that was us and then another million was their growth so that's the other thing you have to look at as well some people's businesses grow as well so you can't just say oh yeah the- they made three million pounds this year. That was all because of us. When, when it's not really always what, that way. At what time do you think so. would it be good to talk to an expert? I'm a startup. I built my store. I want to start selling. At what point do you think it's the right time <clears throat> to optimize things? So I think it depends on your budget. But if you're making like twenty five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you haven't hired someone to build your website you're probably losing Mm -hmm. a large amount of money. So some of the best results we have got is when people fall into that category where about twenty-five dollars to $100,000 a year because most likely they've built built it themselves, they've quickly put it together, they might have built a brand. So I always call this like the love factor where if someone builds a brand and they have a bad website, those people that love them will come to the website they'll find the only link to the checkout, like they just love them so much, but it's all these people on the fence that don't buy stuff. So when you restructure the website, that's when those people get like really massive results. So a lot of people we've worked with, they might make $1,000 a week and then we rebuild the website and they're going from $1,000 a week to five, six, $7,000 a week just because it was very clunky. It, all those things that I said before that, all the little mistakes they've made on their website. And a lot of people don't realize like how many little things they've probably mm-hmm. made a mistake. Okay, very interesting. <clears throat> and how much money would I need to allocate to get an expert? What do you think? What is the right amount of money for small companies? It really depends. What I normally always say is that you can spend $20 on a website mm-hmm. or a million dollars on a website. So it really depends on what stage you're at. So if you're making, let's just say you're making a year, it doesn't make sense to spend $20,000 on a website. But if you're making like $5 million a year, then it makes sense to spend $20,000, $30,000 on a website because the impact on the quality of the website could be a massive for a massive brand. So it really depends what stage you're at on what levels you need sort of thing. So if you're just starting out, probably you don't want to spend too much money on a website. So I definitely wouldn't spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand on a website. But if you're making millions of dollars, yeah, it's definitely worth thinking about spending a lot. Yeah, amount of money especially on a when you make the ends of money from the website. It's the most important thing for you <laughs> to have a perfect setup and good conversion optimization. What is it more likely what you do? Is it building new stores or optimizing existing ones? Uh, it's probably yeah. 50-50, but I would say recently, probably the last six months. We've mostly built rebuilt websites over building websites. It's a lot easier. I, I don't know if you have experienced this, but it's a lot easier to make someone more money when they're already making money over someone who's never yep. made money. Need to agree. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's easier. I feel like it's easier to make someone a million dollars and to get someone their first sale on online. Um, because normally they've already got the a lot of things in place, structure, brand, stuff like that. So when you make changes, they get really good results like straight away. Where if you're starting out, it's a bit more of a grind and a longer process. Then their budget's le- normally less as well. I'd say definitely last six months is more re- rebuilds, but we still do build awesome. websites from scratch. Um, <clears throat> let's say I have uh, $20,000 per month revenue on my store. What would be the first top three things I should look at to improve that? Definitely the five things that I said before. Probably at that level, you're still making some of those mistakes. But I always like to think if you look at a website, there might be 31% of things where if you just change one of those 1% things, it's not really going to make a big difference. But if you change all 30 of those little 1% things, then it's going to make mm-hmm. a very big dis- difference. So for exist for example, a lot of people aren't very consistent throughout their website. So for example, they might have like capitals as a heading on one page and then lowercase on the other page. So it's all these like little consistency things being very consistent throughout the whole website and things like that. So I'd say that's like a one or two percent thing. But then if you do another one percent, another one percent, that's when you start getting the really big results. But it normally goes back to those five things I was talking before. And then you put all the little one percenters on. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. That Our audience really loves success stories. Do you have a success story in mind that you would want uh, to talk about? Yeah, for me, there's probably like ten from about four years ago that it was helped me a lot as well because they made me believe that I could do this as a business. So, for example, this one client I had, they were making about a thousand dollars a week. I think their best week they'd ever had was $3,000 in a week. Um, we rebuilt the website and they went from $1,000 a week to $5,000 a week. And it just kept going five, 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 six, seven, five, wow. four for every week like that. And the client actually rung me up and cried on the phone. And that's when I realized what I could do for other people. Like I could actually like change people's lives. It's not really about just building a website. And I had about 10 of those stories four years ago. And I don't know, that's what really inspired me sort of thing. It come right at the time I needed it and it made me realize like I can really change it. And that's really amazing when you can tell something like this, that that people really are happy that you could help them out. I think it's very important if you love what you do, it really good, I think. Yeah, there's also, uh, sorry, there's just one more I wanted to quickly say that come to my mind because it's very recent. So one person, I built them like a drink bottle website. So they're selling like drink bottles and gym towels and stuff. And I said, they had like some good results straight away. And I said, sometimes it's not the first business that you do that makes the money. It's the second or third one, but you just keep showing up. And this guy had this idea, this crazy idea that he had rattling around in his head. And he launched a new business and we built the website for it. And the other day, he actually sent me a message and he's like, we finally did oh, 100K wow. in a month. So this other business that just come from like this, this idea that he had rattling around in his head for a few years, he got the taste on the business before and they've made like a lot of money. He's quit his job. He does this business full time. And yeah, I was like, I was so happy for the guy when he said that he made 100K in a month. And it's just like, you look back at where they come from and where they are now. That's the other good thing about being in business five years. I've seen quite a lot of people where I worked with them 
two, three, four years ago. And then you see where they are now and it's like, just yeah, that's really cool. Results. You do it with, or you generate maybe leads with doing those free website reviews. How has this philosophy impacted your business growth and client relationships? So I, I think it's really good doing that. If you put good things out into the world, you expect nothing in return. Normally good stuff comes back. Some people have been like, oh, that was really good. They try to do it themselves. They're like, oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. And then a year later, that, that same person referred me to the, like their friend that has this massive company sort of thing. So I always think just putting it out there, expect nothing in return. It always comes back. It definitely hasn't impacted my business. It helps me stand out. And I think these days you need to stand out because I put requests through to Shopify experts to see what they say sometimes. And 50 people might message me and they're all copy-paste messages and I send a video to people and it makes me stand out a lot. And uh, the one thing I've learned recently too is that I feel like if I don't grow my business and expand, I'm doing a disservice to the world because we have such a good product to give to the people that we work with. So I have to do all the things that make me stand out and help me to attract people that we can oh, great. really yeah. help. You said uh, customer reviews, yeah. Uh, I think they, they play a significant role in boosting trust and conversions, what strategies do you employ to get uh, genuine and positive client reviews? I just try to do the best thing I can by the other person. And normally at the end of the project, I'll send them a link to leave a review, ask them to leave a video review if they want. I just, I think people can tell if you generally care about them and like maybe one day you don't reply back to them for two days or maybe one day you'll go above and beyond and ring them and or do all these random things like people can see through the messages, the calls and stuff. And if they generally believe that you had the best interest in like helping them succeed and stuff like that, then most people are happy to leave reviews. Some people just will never leave reviews, which is fine. But the thing I've actually found too, what I do now is I actually go to lots of businesses that I work with and I leave them reviews because I feel putting it out in the world again. If you're going and leaving reviews for people, it'll come back to you too. So I think that's why I've got a lot. And when I've asked a lot of people that have low amounts of reviews, I'm like, my first question always to them is, do you leave people reviews? And nearly always they're like, no. So it's, you got to put out what you want. That's a very great philosophy. Yeah. It's very common yeah, to what you want to do or what you want to have, do it yourself. And it's really great to hear that. I mean, we all need those reviews. It doesn't matter if you are service providers or if we are e-commerce store owners. But what we need to do is we need to ask for those reviews. And of course, if we self-give reviews, it's most likely that we find other people that will give us reviews. And I think that's so important. And I fully believe that uh, building trust is one of the most important things to get sales. It doesn't matter if it's an e-commerce store or if it's a service provider. The review is one of the most important things to convert customers. Where, where do you see the future of e-commerce in the next five years? This answer keeps changing a lot. And I think because of AI and stuff like that, it's made me confused. Because if you asked me a year ago, I would have said mobile apps would have been like the big thing because I, could, I started to see a trend, especially on like bigger brands where they were like converting their website into a mobile app. And I thought that was definitely going to be like the trend. Um, especially when you build brands and stuff. But now with AI, it's just making me have to rethink like the direction of where everything is going. 
I think what the main thing is not really about where it's going. It's more like you have to try to find where the wave is and get on top of the wave and then ride the wave. You don't want to be at the bottom of the wave when it's crashing. So just always keep looking for the new thing and and jump on the yeah, wave cool. before everyone else. This is why you're in Australia. <laughs> the, the comparison with the wave and surfing. <laughs> That's the cool. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, one very important thing. What do you think, how important are integrations, automations, marketplace sales for store owners, for businesses? It depends on the business, I think. But every little thing counts, I think. But the, it depends how you look at it, right? If you're trying to do 30 different things and that's one of them, you're probably not putting enough focus on those sort of areas to make them succeed sort of thing. So you really just have to pick two or three things that you think are going to work and just go mm -hmm. all in on them, I think. So if that's going to work for you, then go for it. If you don't see any results after a few months, then rethink the direction. Got you're it. Going Thank in, you so much. Last question for the day, uh, Clayton. It's always the same. Yep. Who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? So I don't know if people will know this, but this guy's like a dropshipper on YouTube. So his name's Dan De Silva, and he was the first person I ever ran into on YouTube. And he said he's a dropshipper that does marketing. And I was watching some random video that he made, and he's like, "Oh, you could think about SEO." And this was like in 2014, and something in my brain sparked that. And I looked at all my competitors and none of them were focusing on SEO. And that's how I ended up getting on page one results sort of thing on Google because of just one random thing that this guy said. He really started me down this journey of learning how to build a website and stuff. Even though he does dropshipping, I've never done dropshipping. I always just do physical products. But he definitely taught me a lot about e-commerce and then other random people on YouTube and stuff. I learned a lot on YouTube. And then probably like just on how to run an agency is a bit different, but de definitely Sam Ovens and Cormac Gray from the Agency Mentor really helped me on how to actually run an agency as well. But I think it's a very big combination of lots of different things. I always try to take the gold nuggets or something from each person I run into. If I can learn one really good thing from each person or each experience I have, then that normally Awesome. Works really Thank well. you so much for your time, Clayton. Really was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, guys, go to Clayton's website and uh, and pick a free video review. <laughs> no, just kidding. Don't do help him. I think if you really do those basic things and get the size optimized, mobile, yeah, it's very important. And I fully got to you, Clayton, when you said you're working on your laptop or on your computer and you forget about getting on the mobile site. Just check it on mobile and be there. Try to get it optimized. The homepage the checkout so that everything is in line, product pages, descriptions. I think this is very important. And of course, a specialist can help you to, to optimize the site. Thank you so much, Clayton, for your time. Don't forget to review our podcast and, and see you next episode. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for EcomOps Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.